0: To Behold, the podcast where we cast our all-seeing eye over the world of comic book adaptations and try to sort the super from the substandard. Who is we? Well, I'm your host, Andrew, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Mick.
1: I don't want to be a co-host. I never chose this.
0: (sighs) No, I. even for a joke, I can't put up with that kind of whining, Mick. I've had... (laughs) <laughs> what felt like a three hour long movie's worth of that kind of whining, and I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm no hero. I'm just a guy. <laughs> Although, I suppose, in your defense of the two of us, I am the only one with an actual Green Lantern power ring.
1: That's true. But I suspect you're more like Sinestro, who's stolen it from someone.
0: God, I bet I could rock a little moustache like he has.
1: (laughs) Only time will tell. Only time will tell.
0: Anyway, as you may have guessed from all that, today we are talking about a Green Lantern film. But thank God, not that Green Lantern film.
1: Although, on balance,
0: yeah, yeah, I is guess that know... Green
1: Lantern film that bad.
0: I mean, yes, but this wasn't that much better, was it? <laughs> so, yes, today we're going to be beholding Green Lantern: Beware My Power, which is a 2022 animated film directed by Jeff Wamester, written by John Semper and Ernie Outbacker, and based on the DC character Green Lantern, specifically the John Stewart version, created by Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams, the double Neil dream team themselves. <laughs> so yeah, Mick, are you overly familiar with Green Lantern?
1: Uh, no. I... <sighs> I kind of have only come across Green Lantern when he's crossed over into other titles I've read. So if I've been reading a Justice League comic, obviously he's been in there, but I've never sort of followed Green Lantern that much. Obviously, there was the Ryan Reynolds movie, uh, which even Ryan Reynolds doesn't watch. Um, And... Yeah, it's just been odd sort of cameos. I've never really... I don't get it. Really. I don't get the Green Lantern thing. I get that there's a ring of power and you can focus that power to make it, but it just always seems a bit cartoony.
0: Well, I suppose that depends on who has the ring.
1: I mean, especially when I'm watching an animated one. But even in the comic books, it's um, it's like it's always like a comedy Hulk fist that gets created, isn't it? It's never like a, it doesn't actually bear any resemblance to the owner's fist or anything like that. Or if you're trying to catch something, it's always like a, a baseball pitcher's mitt or something. It's not just like a net.
0: <laughs> yes, I. I quite like that, because I really, despite, again, having a ring, which I think just came free with a comic that I got at one point, I've not been that into the Green Lantern comics, but be, I think I like the concept honest, more Andrew, than the execution.
1: Be honest, Andrew, later this week, someone's going to be very disappointed when they get to the bottom of a box of serially, aren't they? Because what, I they, mean, don't, what they don't know is that you were just in front of them in Asda this week.
0: And I stole the one <laughs> box of honey nuts with
1: Not only that, but you got the ring out, sealed the box back up and put it back on the shelf.
0: I mean that surely that must be some kind of like hostess fruit pies adverse in a Green Lantern comic.
1: <laughs> Does sound like it, doesn't it?
0: But yeah like i i think i like the concept of green lantern more than any of his actual comics cuz i just i like that idea of oh you've got the ability to create like literally anything you want that's probably really cool or maybe it's not we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> yes but i think look. yeah absolutely. the main thing i find interesting about green lantern is Like, it's almost a sort of Doctor Who type scenario where there have been a bunch of different Green Lanterns over the years. And if someone has a favourite Green Lantern, you can kind of probably tell what sort of comics they grew up with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess.
0: So, for example, if your favourite is Guy Gardner, then you probably grew up on Justice League International in the 80s. Or if you're a 90s comic fan, your favourite's probably Kyle Rayner. For a lot of the more recent fans, it's uh, Jessica Cruz. And of course, if your favourite is Hal Jordan, then you're wrong.
1: Yeah, you see, I don't really have a favourite Green Lantern. Obviously, Jessica Cruz has turned up in a few of the later uh, DC animated bits and pieces.
0: Yeah, in fact, she was in the DC animated film we talked about last time, League of Super Pets.
1: Indeed. Um, And you've got – that's going to confuse people if you release these in a different order, isn't it? Um, By the way, I want you to know that I'm recording this episode whilst completing a triathlon.
0: Oh, well, then you.
1: It's a personal challenge. I'm hoping to hit a personal best of, in one night, missing Strictly Come Dancing, The Masked Singer Stroke Dancer and The Voice whilst recording one podcast
0: Oh I see you're making a clever joke no that doesn't explain why you're wearing so much lycra though
1: that's because when you reach a certain age you've got to hold it all in somehow <laughs> fair enough
0: <laughs> anyway
1: as th- long I think as the like... suits not as long as the suit's not animated it's fine.
0: Hey, there's the Ryan Reynolds reference (laughs) Speaking of animated I think, like most people my age John Stewart is my favourite Green Lantern Mainly just because he was the Green Lantern In the the noughties Justice League cartoon
1: Right, okay Was it John Stewart in First Flight as well?
0: I think that was Hal Jordan Was that
1: Hal Jordan?
0: Cause yeah yeah because I think that was Hal Jordan because when DC did their U fifty two reboot Hal Jordan was back to being the like main Green Lantern right. so he was the one who was in most of the animated stuff but I think now basically what's happened is people my age who grew up with the cartoon grew up with John Stewart they're now the ones like writing the movies and the comic books are like right yeah, what if John Stewart was the main Green Lantern again.
1: Ah, I see. What goes around comes around.
0: Yeah, comics. So where... Not for the first time comics are very cyclical.
1: So in that scenario then of this sort of ebb and flow of Green Lantern, where does it become inspired by Mass Effect?
0: I I don't know what you're talking about Mick. This is a completely original movie with wholly original ideas.
1: Okay. So, you're telling me that the uh, battle station uh, in the final battle sequence isn't the Citadel from the Mass Effect games?
0: No. Don't be silly, Mick. The Citadel is a big silvery white space station that doubles as a secret weapon whereas the space station in this is a big whitish silver space station that also doubles as a weapon
1: right okay and the launch of said weapon is caused by a treacherous dog who's been indoctrinated to turn on his former allies
0: Yeah, but he's not a Turian, so it's not Mass Effect. <laughs> See, they're very different.
1: And and, and and the incidental music that is very definitely Mass Effect death scene music. Dun, oh, you mean dun, the stuff dun, that's, dun,
0: that's dun. playing while they're all standing around on Not the Normandy.
1: That's right. <laughs> so... For for comic book fans who who aren't gamers, there is a a sci-fi series of games widely regarded as the finest sci-fi gaming trilogy ever created, plus Andromeda. And to say this borrows heavily from his aesthetic is a bit of an understatement.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that someone was supposed to research Green Lantern comics and then got distracted and played through the whole Mass Effect trilogy <laughs> instead.
1: <laughs> they were prob- they were probably uh, tasked with writing this script at the time of the Legendary Edition getting released.
0: I mean, I think the timings probably do link up.
1: Uh, that that would make sense because there isn't a pointless sequence on a uh, space marine training. Uh, station because they lost that for the DLC for <laughs> they couldn't find the source code for it oh that's, that's why right that, that's why it's not in the movie
0: <laughs> I always forget that there's like a whole Mass Effect DLC which is just gone <laughs> gone because they lost the disc Anyway, shall I I do a synopsis for the old film? You
1: do a a synopsis for Mass Effect 4.5.
0: And as always, full spoilers ahead, but if you've played the Mass Effect games, you know what's going to (laughs) happen. So, John Stewart, played by Alvis Hodge, is a former US Marine who has PTSD, a very important plot point up until it isn't. (laughs) One evening, an alien spaceship crashes in front of John's house. The alien dies and gives John a power ring, forcibly inducting him into the Green Lantern Corps.
1: Now, that's uh, the John... one thing that I found is sort of core canon. That always—that's ha- how you become a Green Lantern. Alien spaceship crashes nearby. Dying alien.
0: Wow. Actually, that's not how Jon Stewart becomes a Green Lantern in the comics. Basically, what happens is Hal Jordan says, it'll be useful if we have like a substitute Green Lantern. And he's like, yeah, that guy.
1: Right, okay.
0: In fact, the whole like dying Guardian giving his last ring to a Green Lantern, that's actually Karl Reiner's origin story. Well, Lots of you know- things get lumped together in this film.
1: But in all the animated and live action movie versions I've seen it's been
0: Yeah, so basically what I mean to spoil like 30 seconds time when I read the next bit of the synopsis. So Hal Jordan, his origin is that Abin a member of the Green Lantern corpse, crashes on Earth, dies, gives his ring over to Hal Jordan. Kyle Rayner's origin is that one of the guardians of the universe crashes on Earth. Basically we find out that all of Oa has been wiped out. And like there's only one Green Lantern ring left, and he gives it to Kyle as like the last Green Lantern. Right. John goes to see the Justice League to try and get help removing the ring. After an achingly military misunderstanding based fight, the League tell John they can't remove the ring, but the Guardians of Oa might be able to. Uh, John's ring also reveals that it used to belong to Hal Jordan, prompting Green Arrow, played by Jimmy Simpson, to travel with John to Oa to find out what happened to his friend. The two arrive on the planet using the dead alien ship and find that the Guardians and the entire Green Lantern Corps have been wiped out. See, told, told you from the earlier bit. They then have another misunderstanding-based fight with Shayera Hall. By Jamie Grey Hyder, a winged soldier from the planet Thanagar. This sort of eagle adjacent woman, you'd call her, <laughs> explains that her planet is at war with the planet Ran, and after reasons her... Yes. Basically, Ran teleported into Thanagar's orbit, destroying its ecosystem and also Brand's own ecosystem which it think would make them question why they would do it
1: now now th- this is the thing and i don't I don't like to make the podcast overly political but it's often said that war makes no sense <laughs> but in this instance it is literally true
0: yeah they They've embraced that idiom a bit too much. <laughs> actually, do you know what it reminds me a lot of is that one episode of Futurama where Zapranagin attacks the neutral planet.
1: It's, it's actual, I'll tell you what this, what this effectively descends into is Thanagar said to Ran, you smell. And Ran says to Thanagar, no, you smell. And then Ran and then Thanagar says to Ran, Yeah, but I said you smell first. And Ran then go, Oh, you did, did you?
0: Yeah, but it's not even that because again, to spoil the next bit of the synopsis, it's more a case of Sinestro going to Thanagar. Hey Thanagar, I heard Ran said that you smell. Like, <laughs> oh, what? Well, well, they're the ones who smell. And then, like, as soon as they're attacking we didn't say you smell the- to- to them. actually ran I heard that Thanagar said you smell and they go and this goes on for decades so anyway in a, a plot point that I've now effectively spoiled Horkgill uh, <laughs> also reveals that a Ranian ship was the one that wiped out the lanterns but maybe it wasn't <gasps> So, uh, they then meet Van's greatest hero, Adam Strange, voiced by Brian Bloom, who helps them realise that Van is famed for the attack, and that a third party has been manipulating both planets into warring with each other for years.
1: Now, this is the thing that is consistent for Adam Strange in all the incarnations I've known him in, which is this film and the TV show Krypton. Um, What's the point of Adam Strange?
0: Yeah, Adam... Adam Strange is one of those awkward characters where I think he works better when you don't have a connected universe. Because he's clearly he's supposed to be like this very Flash Gordon-esque 50s sci-fi hero. Yeah. But, like...
1: Who tends to spend most of his time upsetting his father-in-law, as, as far as I understand. By doing little things like losing his daughter.
0: Yeah, basically Flash Gordon by way of like a 60s British sitcom. Right. But yeah, he's he's one of those characters who's probably fairly cool by himself. But when you've got a guy who can make his every thought a physical manifestation of green energy being man with jetpack and pew pew laser gun isn't that impressive?
1: Yeah.
0: So anyway, our heroes track the ship that attacked Oa to a secret base, where rogue Green Lantern Sinestro, voiced by Rick D. Wasserman, reveals Also known that as he... Saturn. I mean yes. <laughs> he is a member of the Elite Special Forces Group. Who has been corrupted by an evil force and is now trying to bring about the destruction of the galaxy, He's literally Saren. Uh, so yeah, he reveals that he was behind the attacks. He defeats the heroes and throws them into a prison cell with one other inhabitant, Hal Jordan. Dun dun dun. Who's also voiced by Nathan Drake himself, Nolan North.
1: And so, that's as A-list as this voice cast gets, let me tell you.
0: Well, Aldous Hodge is, like, getting there. Yeah.
1: Last time out, we talked about Keanu Reeves as Batman.
0: I mean, yeah, compared to Keanu Reeves as Batman, he's a bit of a step down. But he is, is going to be in a big budget film. Because, ironically, he's going to be Hawkman in the Black Adam film.
1: How many adams are there in the dc universe we've got yeah adam, black
0: strange, adam. strange black adam, adam. Strange. probably a lot of others anyway hal helps the others escape and they travel to ran they then meet with the planet's chief scientist sardath voiced by simon Temple- templeman who is planning to use the Zeta Beam energy, which powers the planet's teleporters, to destroy Thanagar? Sinestro attacks, but John is able to kill him. However, in what I think might be the movie's five hundredth plot twist, turns out that Hal is the real mastermind behind the war, because he's been infected by their Parallax entity. And what's the which Parallax
1: previously in? been unmentioned?
0: Yeah, so I say, what's the Parallax entity? It doesn't matter (laughs) It's just a weird Mind control bug thing
1: Or Reaper
0: Yeah It's it's literally just a Reaper Indoctrination So John finally accepts his role As a Green Lantern and defeats Hal But not really Because he kind of sucks at being a Green Lantern so Green Arrow is forced to kill Hal, and Adam sacrifices himself to stop the Zeta Beam destroying both Thanagar and Ran. Uh, then the film ends with John vowing to rebuild the Green Lantern Corps. And I, something I need to get across, and I know obviously the synopsis was padded out a bit by us making jokes. This film is seventy-five minutes long. That's yeah. not that's not the plot of a seventy-five minute long film.
1: Yeah. Um... So, basically, for Mass Effect fans, they went for the destroy ending.
0: Yeah, they they kind of did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. For an animated movie, this was hard work to get through.
0: can I make a confession?
1: You didn't get through it, did you?
0: No, the last part of my synopsis is taken from Wikipedia because I just skipped through the ending. Cause I was so bored.
1: We're supposed to ha- be a team. I was supposed to watch the first half. You were supposed to watch the second half. What are we gonna do now?
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: um you see, I don't I don't usually mind the DC animated films. They tend to be shorter. As you mentioned, this was only 75 minutes. Uh, They tend to be shorter than the full blown. Three hour epics of the live action universe. Um, Not so much with the Green Lantern ones, because it's a less well known one, but they tend to gloss over the origin stories unless they do like DC League of Super Pets did and and play around with it a little bit. And so the plot lines are usually quite tight and stuff. And usually there's some nicely animated bits, but on this the the animation feels flat. Usually with the voice cast, and uh, I'd use the example of Keanu Reeves. But outside of because there's not many of the DC animated films are designed for a cinema release. There's usually one or two names that I know from other franchises. You know, like the odd voice appearance by Alan Tudyk or someone like that.
0: Yeah. And oh, as an animated property, they're contractually advised to have either Nolan North or Troy Baker.
1: <laughs> but this one, the, the, the voice work seems a bit lackluster, the animation seems a bit lackluster. the plot is twistier and turnier than a twisty-turny thing. Unnecessarily so. It's not like the plot twists actually make any sense. Other than just being a plot twist to twist the plot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've kind of broken down what this story is adapting. That's like, it's a, a John Stewart origin story, as well as the Van Thanagar War, which was like a big five-issue event in the early 2000s, the Sinestro Corps, which was like one of the bigger running plot lines in the Green Lantern series, mm-hmm. Parallax, which was like the other big Green Lantern storyline, <laughs> and then also mixing in like some of Carl origin as well.
1: And the so Mass Effect just... Trilogy.
0: Yeah, and the Mass Effect Trilogy. So, yeah, there's just... There's so much stuff that this film tries to cram in. You just wonder, why?
1: Yeah. It's... Because we covered... Did we cover Elita? Did we cover Elita on a, a previous incarnation?
0: Oh, yes, that might have been back in four-panel days.
1: Yeah. And that was the criticism we had there, was that it tried to cover too many of the plots from the original manga in one film. But you can kind of understand why, because there was no guarantee that they'd get to make successive follow-up movies. So they were just trying to bring that world to the audience as much as possible, as fully as possible.
0: But yeah. with and anime... at least at least well, that is like it's one storyline that they're doing. Yeah. So it's you know, it kind of makes sense that, oh yeah, they're adapting all this stuff because they're trying to get to this point in the series. Mm. But with this, this is them actively choosing to go, yeah, we'll take a bit of that and a bit of that and a bit of that and a bit of that as well. Like you've literally got basically every single Green Lantern storyline in here as well. Yeah. Even like Sinestro's little gang, they're mostly composed of like major Green Lantern villains that they've then gone, yeah, we'll just give them a little cameo. Yeah, like on the one hand, I'm grateful because it means there won't be a sequel to this because you don't have any more Green Lantern stories to adapt.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, there is a sequel, it's been green, it's called uh, Green Lantern Beware My What Now.
0: I mean, I guess it makes sense, it would be green lit.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. So, yeah, so I found it disappointing, and not in the way that I find some of the DC live action movies disappointing. I set myself a fairly low bar of expectation because I know they're not meant for. S- cinema release they're not they're not aimed as big ticket DC movies but I felt short changed on this one it was like yeah. it was phoned in
0: yeah yeah there is just a general like I don't know if it's the acting or it's just the dialogue Did you...
1: It almost smacks of everybody being involved has signed a contract to say they're gonna do a DC animated movie and they've turned up in the studio on the first day of production and gone, oh, not a Batman then.
0: Yeah, yeah, everyone does feel like they want to be somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's also it's a problem that because they're trying to cram so much into a very short runtime. Basically for all the to happen. Every character in this is just the dumbest person alive. Yeah. Especially Hawk Girl, who I think might have the brain of an actual bird.
1: Yes, and not a hawk.
0: No, no like a sparrow or something.
1: Yeah. It's not like a clever bird that can learn how to manipulate sticks to get insects out of a tree. No, this is one that flies into an office building thinking it can go straight through the window.
0: Yeah, I think my favourite bit is when they capture an alien and Hawk Girl's about to kill him and then John goes no, we should ask him some questions first and she goes, ah, good idea interrogate him, then we kill him and then two seconds later she's like why are we asking him questions? We should just kill him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or the fact that initially she doesn't realise that Jon Stewart is a Green Lantern. The man using a Green Lantern power ring with a big Green Lantern logo on his chest.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I could order one of them off Amazon.
0: Yeah, but I don't think you can make, like, a big sword out of energy.
1: If I buy myself a Green Lantern ring off of Amazon. And I put my will into it, I can. Other retail outlets are available.
0: That's few, we've maintained our haunted neutrality. Now, now we're safe whichever major corporation buys the whole internet.
1: Yes. It'll probably be Amazon. Other mega corporations are available.
0: Yep. Hey, speaking of evil. <laughs> 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 why were the villains, Mick? Sorry. Well, why were the villains? What did they want? Did they have a purpose?
1: Um. Well, I I, I think ultimately. They were there to show that a good person can do bad things for good reasons on a Thursday if there's an hour in the month and it's convenient for the purposes of telling a story.
0: And also, if they've been possessed by a space bug.
1: That was hitherto unknown in any kind of existence.
0: Yeah, which is. And, and just to explain, like, parallax is a big deal in the Green Lantern comics. Like, it started off being basically Hal Jordan, one of the. I think, yeah, it was the villain Mongol during the death of Superman he destroyed coast city which is where hal jordan lives so he basically ended up having a like full breakdown of like i've got all these powers but i couldn't save the people i love therefore i need more power i need all the green lantern power and then he he went a bit mental and called himself parallax then it was revealed that parallax is actually a, a weird space parasite but that's like the big green it's like the antithesis of all the green lanterns like it's literally the embodiment of fear like their greatest weakness yeah and in this it's just a thing that appears for five minutes and gets beaten yeah this is this is worse parallax than the big poo -poo cloud
1: the, the 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 thing the thing about this this is an animated movie that repeats the mistakes that a lot of threequels have made in the live-action world on comic books. Too many villains. You can't do them all service. So they all end up being the lieutenants. At best.
0: Yeah, because this has literally got, like, Sinestro, The Yellow Lantern Corps, Parallax, Despero, Kanjaro, and some, like, slightly dodgy Ranians also there was like one Thanagarian who was like the main scientist on the on the citadel I'm just going to call it <laughs> and she looked so obviously evil I was like so expecting the twist to be like oh no she was the one behind it but yeah. then she wasn't
1: yeah it's and I, I, I think that's it it, it... It doesn't, that there were plot twists. You, usually, if you watch something and it's got a major plot twist in, like the person who was the bad guy was actually uh, trying to uncover some other bad guy's plot so that he could defeat that plot. There's usually, when you watch back, there's usually some subtle hints and clues that that's going to happen that you don't pick up on on your first time of viewing, but when you watch it back, you go, oh, how did I not see that? This film hasn't heard of foreshadowing. And in some of the animation, it's not even heard of shading.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, I guess the the foreshadowing is kind of, oh, it's, it's a bit strange that Hal Jordan's willing to murder people. But, and I guess this is a bigger problem with it as well. We don't know Hal Jordan, like, we've not This isn't a sequel.
1: No, he's turned up as a prisoner as part of the plot. (laughs) That's as much as we know about. We've got a bit of a character reference from Green Arrow, who's got to be the snidest Green Arrow I've ever come across.
0: Oh, my, his entire personality is just quips.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And that's not like any Green Arrow I've ever met. I mean me. it, I mean, you know, encountered it whilst reading or watching
0: Yeah, yeah. Movie well, movie. watched all that.
1: I don't I don't personally know any members of the Justice League.
0: So so you're just gonna ignore the flashing red phone behind you then? Shh. I'm not bad now. But yeah. Also, I feel like if you don't know that Green Lantern and Green Arrow were best friends in the comics, it kind of doesn't make sense. like, why do they even know each other?
1: Yeah. It's... (sighs) It's so broken. (laughs) As a
0: film. (laughs) It is. Also, can I just talk about the bit that personally really grinds my gears as well go on so there's specifically a problem with Jon Stewart and it's actually as much as I loved that Justice League cartoon from the noughties kind of it's fault as well because that cartoon is the one that kind of gave Jon Stewart a backstory of being a marine mm. but before that in the comics he was an architect and that was really cool, because it meant when he showed up, like his whole thing was just he's not just making energy contra constructs; he's making like fully detailed, like all the like intricate designs of yeah. making freestanding buildings. Yeah. But now the comics have just gone. Well, he was a marine, so that's his whole character. So, um, yeah, he can make absolutely anything he could imagine. What if he just makes a gun or a big knife?
1: Yeah. And I mentioned earlier about how I found I've always found the Green Lantern constructs to be a bit cartoony, but I think you can go too far the other way. And even if it's a cartoon gun, a cartoon knife, that's kind of the thing that gets hammered home about the heroes, isn't it? That they don't use guns, they don't use knives, they don't use traditional uh Combat tools to achieve their aim. They meet up yeah. justice. God damn it, not death. I mean,
0: unless in room. this film, where everyone's just very murder happy. Yeah. Like they even what? What was the point? Even of that whole subplot of like, oh, heroes don't kill people, except nah actually we just do.
1: Yeah. He does not kill people unless we've asked them some questions first. Yeah,
0: and even even Hal Jordan, greatest of all Green Lanterns, so it told, with like the unlimited power of the full Green Lantern battery, he just has a knife. Mm. <laughs> and
1: also. given that Green Lantern and Green Arrow were such close friends, when suggesting that maybe he ought to recharge, that John Stewart ought to recharge his ring in the Lantern of Power, right, would he not have mentioned the oath first?
0: I mean, I I guess you could say it was something like uh, I was just Having a bit of a jeep, but now it's just that the writing's bad.
1: Yeah, having a bit of a jeep is not something you do when you suspect that the future of the galaxy is at stake.
0: Also, speaking of the Earth, did you also grinds my gears and possibly balls my piss as well.
1: Wow, just you need just some doing... cream from the doctor, you I th- with your Look. grinded gears and your. You're boiled
0: <laughs> Look, we, we had a bit too much excitement at the robot farm. <laughs> and here we are. I, I, I hate that this film has to do the whole, oh no, I'm too cool for the Green Lantern thing. Yeah. Just, I, I say it all the time. It's a comic book film. just lean into the comic book stuff.
1: Yeah, and you. Right. This is it. You know, it, it's the same with the live action stuff. You're unlikely to win a bloody Oscar for best movie because you're an effects laden eye candy. So just lean into the ridiculousness of the world you're creating. That's why people love comic books because they're ott because they're over the top and ridiculous and we, we know in our hearts of hearts that if you pick up a ring that's just land, randomly lying around, there are three likely outcomes. One, nothing happens. Two, you need a tetanus shot because the ring's been infected while it's been lying there. All three, you become a member of an intergalactic police force. That's a minuscule possibility.
0: Yeah, and I know in a fictional story which of those three options I want to see. Exactly. Unless it's this that I can't kind of imagine got vast... tetanus.
1: But that's, that's your morbid fascination with tetanus out of the way. <laughs> But it's true, you know, we we all go watch Spider-Man movies. We know for a fact that that's not how radioactive impact on genetic code works. Of course it isn't. Blood of matter, we're there to watch a man do whatever a spider can.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just have a bit of bloody fun. Yeah. And also, the thing about the Oscars, John did win an Oscar. David A is Suicide Squad, so screw that. (laughs) Not worth the little statues they're printed on.
1: What did he win an Oscar for?
0: Uh, I think, like, Best Makeup. Right. Basically, it was the Academy going, God, these superhero films are popular nowadays, aren't they? Right, what, what are the awards we don't care about? Give one of them to... I don't know, that that's that's one of them superhero films, Suicide Squad, whatever. <laughs> what should we actually watch it? God no <laughs> uh,
1: so um I think this is the. I think it's a slightly less disappointing in the Mass Effect uh, entry in the Mass Effect trilogy than Andromeda was. Has
0: this whole episode just been so that you can slack off Andromeda again.
1: <laughs> I don't actually mind Andromeda that much. It's just, I, I, I think the problem with Andromeda is that they repeated the indoctrination plotline. That was its big downfall.
0: I think it just needed like another few months of development to iron out some rough edges
1: and some more solo DLC.
0: Yeah, and also for someone to grab whoever designed that inventory system and just no, not the the crafting system, and just give them a good slap.
1: Maybe, maybe. Uh, Green Lantern, beware my power is the Mass Effect Andromeda 2 Deluxe Edition.
0: God, that's a depressing thought, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, what, no, what they've basically done is they've said, right, ignore Andromeda, this is Mass Effect 4. And then when Mass Effect 5 comes out in a few years' time, i will go, yay.
0: Oh, just to get us really excited for good Mass Effect.
1: Oh, actually, actually, when you think about it, The Omni Tool in Mass it's, Effect
0: is basically a green lantern ring. <laughs> oh my right? god! This is just Mass Effect.
1: Right, I'm going to call it. At some point in the near future, we're going to get a massive announcement that DC have bought out BioWare from EA.
0: I mean, if this is what they're putting out I'm not looking forward to it
1: And they're retconning, they're retconning the Mass Effect trilogy That Commander Shepard Is the latest Green Lantern
0: I mean, you can very easily Slot like Green Lanterns into Spectres Yeah And I guess Thanagarians are basically Turians mm-hmm. Thanians are probably Solarians. Yeah. Someone can be the Asari. That's uh, what what was it? Tamaran, that's that the planet Starfire's from. They they can be Asaris, why not?
1: <laughs> they all think humans aren't mature enough to join the galactic civilization.
0: And based on Jon Stewart, they're right.
1: So Nestro is Saturn.
0: Yeah, as we've covered, he literally is. Parallax is just a Reaper.
1: Um, does that make the alien that crashes in the spaceship at the beginning nihilus?
0: I, I guess so. Yeah.
1: But we need a we need a role for Keith David to play.
0: That's true. I mean, I I don't know. You you know how Keith David is? He's not got much experience voice acting DC characters. <laughs> yes, he does, listeners. He is like uh, one of their five go-tos.
1: Yeah, him and Fred. Uh, I can never pronounce it. Tattagios. Oh, Tattagiosi.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I suppose we ought to do our duty.
0: Indeed. Cause in brightest day or darkest night we always rank a film on our list of one to forty two. That doesn't rhyme at all. No. Anyway, this goes low on the list because it was not good.
1: Okay. What what's our rundown of not good?
0: Okay, well, I feel like probably like the beginning of definitively not good for me is number 33, The Slider Cut. Then we've got Edge of Tomorrow, Ang Lee's Hulk, Captain America, 30 Days of Night, Howard the Duck. Catwoman 3D of Adam, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and, of course, Morbius.
1: (laughs) Well, even though I found it unnecessarily reminiscent of Mass Effect, and even though the animation isn't up to snuff, and even though the plot twists are irrelevant, unnecessary, and... It's unclear really whether anybody gains anything during the entire 75 minute runtime. It's not as bad as Mobius.
0: No, I'd, I'd say it's not even as bad as Captain America. Because no. this is at least kind of competently made. Like yeah. lackluster, but not just an absolute pile of dog dirt.
1: Yeah, it. it... It it smacks of not botheredness rather than incapable.
0: Yeah. I feel like there was definitely people involved in this who said, well, it's just an animated film.
1: Yeah. So... I mean, I'm tempted... I'm tempted to put it around the Hulk area.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, for me, maybe just under Edge of Tomorrow. So between yeah. that and Hulk.
1: Yeah. That's seems so, fair.
0: Yeah, so our new number 35 is Green Lantern... You wear my power, and as I type this, I realize that my ring is quite loose and it's gonna fall off my finger.
1: You definitely need to see a doctor. Out of that, you're about to die. <laughs> He's looking for a new horse.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's not loose, it's just finally realizing <laughs> it's made a bad choice. <laughs> It has not found a being of exceptional willpower. <laughs> to be fair, that's another thing as well. Why was John Stewart chosen to be a Green Lantern? <laughs> be- because he beat up some thugs, I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh, who knows? Or, more accurately, cares?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I did have a few more questions about this film, but okay. as you say, the, the answers are just nobody cares.
1: Okay. I think you should fire them out anyway. Come on.
0: Well, I guess the main one was why did Sardath need to build a teleporty death ray? Do, do they not already have control over the teleporty stuff? He
1: had to build a teleporty death ray. Because in order to build the, if he didn't build the teleported death ray, he couldn't start the war that he needed to in order to win that war using the teleported death ray.
0: Okay, no, but I mean specifically, why why did he need to spend so much time like developing it?
1: Well, if you're gonna do a del- telepath- uh, teleporting death ray, you've got to do it right.
0: But they, but they. But he specifically said, "I've harnessed the power of Zeta beams." But they should have already harnessed. so at least they should already have the research from the first time it teleported. Ran like set the whole. Anyway, as you said, the answer is no one cares.
1: Yeah. Next question.
0: How come Sinestro gets like a whole Green Lantern power ring made of yellow energy, and Kanjaro just gets like a whip, and one of the other guys just has a big stick?
1: Well, I can tell you from my other existence as uh, a member of the Sea Cadet Corps, uh, rank has its privileges.
0: That's fair. If Hal Jordan is the great... Actually, this is the last one. If Hal Jordan is the greatest of all Green Lanterns, why was his one plan I'm going to stand directly in front of this giant laser beam and then just try to plug up the hole.
1: I think the question there comes from, do we actually establish where the um, appellation of greatest Green Lantern comes from? Could it possibly have been from Hal Jordan himself?
0: I mean, it does have a statue, though. True. Do you think maybe the Guardians of Oa are just like any major business where they're like, well, this is a mediocre white man. He should be in charge of everything.
1: No, I'll tell I'll tell you what the Oa are. The Guardians of Oa are. You know, last year there was that whole thing with the M&S cake and the Aldi cake.
0: Oh, the different caterpillars.
1: Yeah, so the guardians of Oa are the Aldi version of the Watchers.
0: I was going to say, but they seem to interfere a lot. But so do the Watchers.
1: Exactly my point, especially that Oato. I mean, man, he.
0: It- He'd just be handed out rings left, right and centre.
1: He would. Bucky want a Green Lantern ring. (laughs) Captain USA want a
0: ring.
1: (laughs) Madam Hydra want a Green Lantern
0: ring. (laughs) Hey Thanos, asked that jeweled Gordon was looking pretty good. (laughs) We really set it off. (laughs) A power ring.
1: Ghost want a power ring.
0: What about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Eleven Rings?
1: (laughs) That would be the sequel to Never Ending Story 3.
0: God, that film was just a never-ending story, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> Luckily, this story has ended, though. <laughs> so, I, I think that's about it from us. If you want to listen to more, you can find all our episodes on the feed, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you subscribe to the show, you'll make sure you never miss an episode. If you want to get in touch, our email is beholdpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at Behold pod. Also, if you're a fan, we'd really appreciate it if, you left it if you left us a review on your podcast app of choice or recommended us to a friend. It's the best okay, way Oh, the to... number of your therapist. Yeah, we, we could use it after this. And we could use it, and here's a little taster. After next week's, ep- well, next fortnight's episode. Ooh. But anyway, that's that's still a ways off. So until then, I've been Andrew. I've been Mick. So long, and thanks for listening.